What up, though? Welcome to the Free Game Producer Podcast. I'm Brian Andre in the Bandwidth Studios with the big homie, the super producer, the multi-platinum producer, the five-time number one billboard <laughs> producer, Will Power in the building. What's up, homeboy? Man, I, I still ain't got used to this intro, bro. You've been doing it for two and a half years, yeah, maybe know, longer. But wait. I don't know when 16, I started. 17, we started in 2016, but the intro kind of like evolved over like a year or two. That's fine, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, we in Bandwidth with Studios. Yeah. In the luxurious A-room, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we just. We up in there, bitch, like, ah. Yeah, man. That's the A-room. On, behind the boards, you know what I'm saying? What's been up, man? What's popping with you, bro? Uh, just blessed, man. Just got back from Cancun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, motivated, ready to work, man. Ready to get all this shit popping. Cancun. What made you decide to go to Cancun the first quarter of the year? Always, man, try to, like, uh, go somewhere tropical, especially yeah. for spring break. Yeah. You know, I got kids, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, spring break is always the deal, going somewhere. Yeah. Supposed to go to, supposed to, go to the DR. Yeah. But um, I had to push it back because of COVID last year. So yeah. I just decided. And the DR, the flights are crazy, so I just transferred it over to Cancun. Yeah. Man. But, yeah, always. I, I'm a beach guy. I get a lot of my vibes at the beach. Yeah. I love to do retreats at the beach. I go for a weekend to the beach and just sit on the on the water and just write. You know do you ever go solo? You like to just go? I do, I do a lot of it solo. This is what yeah. I won't took my kids this time, but yeah, I, I'm a solo kind of. Like I'll drive down to Orange Beach by myself yeah. for the weekend, or I drive out to um, Caligny Beach. I shouldn't tell all my little, my little <laughs> secret spots. <laughs> but I, I'll, 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 Yo, go snitch on your son. I'll drive out to a beach, man, and just like, it. and just low key, man, just like. <laughs> Just vibe out, you know what I mean. So That's yeah, cool like uh, it's other beaches though that, yeah. I, that I won't name there it is. that I go to. So yeah, I just get rejuvenated, man. I, I'm trying to get you to a retreat, man, at a beach. Get a, get a yeah, condo man. or somewhere. I've been. I need one, man. I need some. You know what I mean. I've been talking to my lady, man, and we. You know, I, I'm the reason we don't ever really go places because I'm always dug in. Trying it's, good, to get it. it's good for inspiration. If y'all yeah. listen out there, if you feel me, put it in the comments or somewhere. Just let me know, man. But to me, man, good landscapes or or the mountains. I love going going in the mountain. I got some, some special uh, mountain hikes I love to go to. Yeah, nature inspires man to work. So I would love to get, especially working with you now. You know, on the management side, man. I want to. I just want to just test it out. Get you to a beach for a week. See see if you just cre- get. Yeah, cre- man. Let me create. go ahead and announce that too, man. Shout out to Brian, man. <laughs> Brian Ari is officially managing willpower. That's what's up, man. That's what's and up. this is super dope, man. Um, let's talk about that. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I'm excited. What's really dope is the guest we have on today is actually a yeah, manager yeah. for And you were seeing pick, pick his brain, too. I'm trying yeah, well, to get some free dope. game on, on management. Yeah, from. super dope. <laughs> but I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the idea. You know, um, I got a lot of friends in the business, man, and, you know, and I've been in the business a while. So, yeah. I, you know, um, and I, I also had a long-term manager, you know, for mm-hmm. a while. So mm-hmm. I was always moving and had you know like a system in place i'm a systems type of guy obviously yeah, but yeah. um but i think i'm excited about this man you know to be able to do it with a friend and for sure you know we know each other so well man and yeah. you know we really know what what we're looking for and what we want to do with this and for so sure, the yeah. strategy is um it's fun to strategize yeah and you know i'm excited to implement what we've been talking about you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i hope you know maybe Four or five episodes from now, we can talk about what we've been talk, what Plays. we've been planning, you know, yeah. planning here, and it, it's it's gonna be dope. But it's nah, all good, man. Yeah. Good. yeah, I've been around, man, for years, so I've been watching. Yeah, you know, I've been it's sort of like working in a company, and you kind of like 
helping the company run and you doing certain roles and you helping the people, but then you just get promoted. Yep. So it's kind of like Fine. I've been in the company. I'm just a little promotion. So it's, super dope, it's man. Good. Well, congrats, bro. Let's get this money, Thanks, man. Let's get this money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You Yo. know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna party yet. We ain't gonna party till we start getting these checks. All inquiries, management at willpower.com. There it is. I believe, man. right? That, that's it. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's spelled out. It ain't like all the other shit I got where I just got, you know, letters with yeah, no, management. no vibes. Man, the word management at WL. Yeah. <laughs> PWR. Oh uh, yeah. Not anyway, out. we'll get it up anyway, on the side. Yeah. yeah. Also, sure. man, you know what I'm saying? Something we never talk about very much, but follow me on Instagram, all social media mm-hmm. at WLPWR. Sure. I'm on a I'm on a mission, bro. Like okay. I today it's funny that it started today, man. I'm calling it Willpower's Million Dollar Journey. Like I'm about to I'm go get to a million dollars on this. This is my goal for right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I've been blessed. So I've had a good life. I've had great, you know, yeah. I've been doing really well musically. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I never sat down and said, you know, and this ain't just, like, when I say million dollar, that is a goal. Don't get me wrong till I actually, you know, do something that I can take from nothing to a seven-figure type of situation. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really talking about is just, like, I'm really talking about my lifestyle change. I want mm-hmm. everything to change into a million dollar type of thing. So like I'm running three miles every day. I'm making no less than three beats a day. There we go. And I'm doing yeah. three pieces of content every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my my mental place is where I'm at right now. That's what I'm no. Nobody gives a fuck, but you, I'm just on. <laughs> you said it. I just on wax thought night. I would say it. Yeah. You said it on wax. Now you got to do it now. Yeah, no, nah, I'm that type of. You know now. me, dude. If I come out, if it comes out of my mouth, man, I'm trying to yeah, like. Everybody really, looking at you now, yeah, homeboy. I'm you going do for it. Now. Yeah, sure, there it is. Sure. I'm with it. I'm the same kind of way, man. I'm trying to trying to run every day. Yeah. You know, on IG, you see me. I try to post my runs just so yeah. people can see. Yeah. I've gotten DMs from people saying that yo keep doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So matter of fact, if y'all on the Nike Run Club app, man, hit me up. It's Willpower 2020. W L P W R 2020. Uh, yeah, jump on there. I'm on your ass, though, because I'm going to tell you now, y'all going to, I'll be running. The only person who be killing me, bro, Mark Bird, yeah. producer homie of ours, man. Mark Bird probably runs, he probably runs 100 miles a month. Oh, yeah. we I've been on, I, we follow each other. We yeah. on a 100, 100 mile thing every, every month. But he do, He's still doing that yeah. shit, huh? Yeah. yeah. We kind of started that together. I got him a few months. I got him. I got him a few months. That's good. Yeah, cause you'll be up to like four and five months. So I ain't running that much yet. Yeah. I'm still just trying to get my three in. I do about a hundred a month myself. Yeah. I do say so myself. I do that about a hundred a month. Well, that's you know good. So yeah. yeah, I'm in there like swimwear. You feel me? But, but yeah, see, uh, I, all I gotta do now is push away from the table. <laughs> that's coming too, though. But anyway, let's get on to this show, man. Hey, man, let's keep going. You gotta be good. So anyway, man, first thing I want to touch on is new music, man. Shout out to. Uh, Lil Dirk dropped his album. Yep. He said somebody got forty million. Maybe he did. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? But forty million. Yeah, forty. He tweeted that he got the company. He was he with Sony Music, so I guess they yep. gave him. I don't know. But anyway, seventy two twenty is out, man. Dope project, man. Shout out to like Southside is on there. DJ Bands is on there. Q Beats is on there. Mm. Uh, Chop Squad DJ Will the Fool was on there. Um, Touch of Trend is on there. Will the Fool is on. Will the Fool is on there. He's on there. That's yep. fire, bro. And he's on what's the, that track? He's on. I just saw Hitmakers on there. Um, Will the Fool is on a Grow Up a song called Grow Up and Keep Keep It on Speaker. That's extra you know what I'm fire. Saying? I gotta get Will on the show, man. Yeah. I think have we spoken to him before? 
Mm-mm, we haven't. I know him, so I, I'm, I'm just assuming I we want everybody yeah. on there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Dope project, man. Shout out to him. Uh, Benny the Butcher. Uh, Tanner Talk 4 is out. That's the same same cast of characters with, with uh, Alchemist um, is on there. And Derringer, you know, uh, Beat Butcher. Pretty much the same the same um, crew is always on, on his albums is on there. So shout out to them. Another dope project, man. A lot of good music coming out. I'm about out. to hit him up. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> man. Do it, man. Do yeah. it for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is uh, uh, you got uh, King Crook uh, and Joel Ortiz did the Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse album. Oh, God. <laughs> which brought about a lot of controversy. But the, the free game I want to talk about is like um, when you in a group, because I guess it was some issues with the copyright of the name. Yeah. And they used the a version of the pig logo for the cover. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of beef, you know, with, uh, with, with Joel and, uh, and, and Crook and, and, and Royce and Joe. And I don't really want to get into the beef, but just the whole concept of like, uh, how the group is fractured and they didn't want them to use the logo, but they still use the logo. And they, t- and they talked about Slaughterhouse, the whole album. So it was a cool little project too, man. Uh, I would, you know, check that out if I was y'all, but I want to relate that to something else later. So I'm gonna come back to that, the Slaughterhouse thing. I'm yeah. gonna put a pin in that real yeah. quick. I'm gonna come back to that, but that album is out as well. Yeah. We mentioned the Kanye West documentary, the last podcast, and I hadn't finished it, but now I finished the Kanye West documentary. I want to talk about that, man. Genius, man. Yeah. Documentary, yeah. man. Amazing um, documentary. Amazing documentary, man. Shout out to uh, Cootie, which is uh, Clarence Simmons, and uh, Cheeky Oza, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. They did the, the documentary, man. Very, very, very excellent documentary. It's a three-part documentary. It's about, like, I don't know, four or five hours total. Yeah. I don't know. It's several hours. Mm-hmm. It's at least... Three, four hours. Yeah, it's like an hour and 30 minutes per episode at least. Maybe two hours per episode. Yes, that's like over over four hours, man. It's an amazing documentary, man. Um, And apparently it sold to Netflix Netflix for $30 million. That's crazy. So I don't know how the split came, but that's a a good payday. Yeah. And if you don't know, they followed Kanye West from like the late 90s all the way to like this year to to now um, and documented the whole journey. Like hours and hours and hours. I think Kanye mentioned it was seven and a half hours of footage. Yeah. So that probably had to cut some stuff out, but that's a lot of uh, documentation. It, it was fire, man. And it speaks to a lot of things, man. One, it speaks to being patient and understanding what value content has. Um, I think that, you know, obviously they was doing content before it was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and that, I just think that that right there is, you know, it speaks to like the vision of uh, Cootie, yeah. Because he like even said it. He said it. You know, in the beginning, basically, they're like, "Yo, I I recognized early that this was my homeboy, and I believed in him, and I'm just gonna film everything." Yeah. And some of the footage is so classic. Yeah. Like it was just like whoa. Like my favorite part of it was when he was walking around in the office trying to get just play this, just play yeah, his songs. They weren't with fucking with him really. They wasn't. I mean, people liked the songs, but it, like he wasn't important. He wasn't that's exactly. All, he wasn't that, important. Yeah, exactly. he wasn't important. So that's that's it, man. You know. But I, you know, in my own walk of business, man, it's like I'm always trying to get my team and and just people around me to realize, bro. Like keep the cameras rolling. I mean, outside of the you know, anything that might need to not be recorded, I guess. But it's always good to get the content, man, because the, the journey, you don't do some of this stuff twice. You sometimes, one time is when it happens. Like, you're not going to get that first deal twice. You're not going to get that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that placement or you're not going to have a song take off. Like, right. you know, very few times do you 
even remember that stuff. So if you got footage of it, dude, like at some point, that's that's valuable. If nothing else, it's valuable to your fan base. You know, like luckily, you know, Kanye West became like one of the biggest, yeah, yeah, you know, entertainers of of our, you know, generation, this generation, right, yeah. this era, and so yeah, somebody it's like Michael Jackson putting something out right now. You know course, what I mean? Of course, but it you know. Everything's not going to be a $30 million play, but, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, if you got a fan base that's, like, into what you're doing and you've been on this journey, like, imagine, you know, uh, Nipsey Hussle's journey Mm -hmm. being documented. Like, we have his music and we have those that were a part of his camp to tell his stories, but, like, does anybody actually have the footage? Was anybody there during those moments? Like, yeah. I loved it when he slapped the shit out that dude at uh, at the Grammys that year. Like, y- y'all remember that man when he like <laughs> him and some guard or somebody just got to argue. He slapped fire out his ass and it was on tape. So shit like that. Anyway, I digress. No nah, man, it's dope. Uh, I remember <laughs> in the beginning of the documentary, uh, Cootie mentioned he was inspired by a movie called Hoop Dreams. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, and if you ever seen that movie, which is so basically, you set out to record for years. Like this is gonna be a year thing, and Hoop Dreams. I'm giving my age now, but it came out in like the early nineties, I believe. But a guy decided to follow these two basketball players from the time they were kids. Yeah. Their whole journey to, and they, they neither one of them made it to the NBA. Yeah. But it was still a good movie though, because yeah. they watched them. They came close though, but it was a whole journey. So Goody said, I'm a, I don't know how he going to turn out. I think he's going to be big, but I don't know, but I'm going to do a hoop dream style and just document crazy him for like, it's fucking smart. And, and it just so happened that he blew up. Blew up. Whereas the hoop dreams, I just watched some. What was that shit we watched on um, Instagram? I know on uh, Netflix about the the crackhead, bro. They documented this dude's life for like four decades, bro. What? And it ended tragically, bro. (laughs) Like the worst end. It ended tragically, bro. I got to find a name of that, man. But it was insanely good because you caught it. It opened up with him like doing some petty robbery and like got locked up for stealing some shit out like JCPenney. And it just kind of followed him and three of his friends, three of his friends, bro. What's it called? Life of Crime, bro. I'm going to watch that. Y'all got to watch that shit. It's insane. Life of Crime. But here's what I wanted to get to about the, about the Kanye West. Thing. This is this is the I'm sitting here thinking about that shit. Like, yo. Life of Crime, HBO. Send a tragic. check. Free, free pups. Send a check. But check it out, though, man. Uh, here's what, what I wanted to touch on. You and I talked about this on the phone. I called you from uh, Cancun. I wanted It was a trip yeah. about uh, Kanye West and, and, and Cootie. Yeah. It's just something I kind of noticed. And, and in the music industry and in life in general, Some, and we're gonna be Here as we di- go. we're gonna be as <laughs> we're gonna be as diplomatic as possible in this discussion. Super uh, diplomatic here, okay. but it, it's just interesting because the dynamic between Cootie and Kanye West changed. Yeah, whereas there were times when Kanye was kind of fronting on Cootie, kind of fronting him. He was kind of fronting on him, man. Like, kinda. like <laughs> as Kanye West got bigger. And Cootie was doing this thing too. He's a comedian. He was doing successful uh, documentaries for like ESPN, other places, you know. So, yeah. so he ain't no slouch. But at the same time, as Kanye got bigger, he kind of distanced himself and was kind of fronting on him to the point to where uh, Cootie was in a session, I think, with GLC, who was still part of the crew. And Kanye West came and didn't even want him to film him. Like, just don't yeah. even film him. He couldn't even talk to him. So, yeah. and 
again, being diplomatic, I've seen this happen in music. I've seen oh, how, I've been there. I've seen how <laughs> people kind of front <laughs> on other people. And it just amazes me. And then flipping this back to the slaughterhouse thing. Again, I love all slaughterhouse. I love I love all of I'm from Detroit, so I'm a big Royce fan. I love yeah. it. But you know, Royce is Grammy nominated with his last album. He's next to Eminem. Joe Button is like this this big epic podcaster. Mm-hmm. Crook and Joel are still dope, but they're still on the same level they were pretty much 10 years ago. Yeah. And it seems like it's interesting that they're the ones that's kind of getting fronted on by the two that are kind of like up here. Yeah. You know, and it's, again, I love all four of them. It's just interesting to me how like, how like, and the takeaway I had was focus on your own shit and well, make sure you dominate your own, your, your, cause people can. All right. So I could, I could speak to the, I could speak to the front end part. Mm-hmm. My opinion of <laughs> my opinion of the slaughterhouse shit is it's messy. It so is messy. so the front end that they're doing, I feel like there's levels to the front end that they're doing. Like obviously there's beef from a crew space. But what it what like the the shit that I'm calling front is when there's no beef. Like there's no reason to front. There's no reason to you, you understand what I'm from? The, the initial front is that they don't want to rap with them no more. They don't want to be right. We, we don't. We don't. Need, we don't need this small little group no more. That's not really front because we big. We big time. I don't we, think that's really before we, we were all four underground MCs, not really popping. Not you know, and we yeah. all came together underground. Now us two, we not underground. We we like big stars now. Y'all still underground, so we ain't fucking with that shit no more. Yeah, that's I get, the front part to me. Not to me, because like you either want to be in a group or you don't. I mean, at the end of the day, I think everybody has a choice if they want to still be in a group. It doesn't matter. But they don't how, need to because they they doing well in life. So they, they don't, don't need, need to. to. But that. But I don't know. I don't know that we can really. I, no, I, no, I'm not knocking them. I'm just yeah. saying. But technically, they, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's, they're kind of fronting on them a little bit. Like we don't need y'all. And it's the same thing. Like when a Kanye or somebody gets. And I know we. Ain't the g- only way I would say front, I, I don't, I don't know the story. Are Me they, is, are they blocking the other two? They're not blocking. They just don't want to rap in a group. I, I don't think they fronting there. I think it's just like at the end of the a day, a little bit. That would be almost just a like a little bit. That's like Eminem going back to D twelve, bro. Like nah, bro. I, I don't, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, not really, because Eminem was already a star. Eminem was already a star who just helped D twelve out. So they should be thankful for anything they got out of that. Whereas, Eminem. I, M was never on the D12 level as a start, I ever. I like M helped Slaughterhouse. I don't even, we don't got to get into all that. We don't got to get into all that. The point I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is like, it's just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, same thing with Cootie, like, damn, you, yeah, Kanye, it's still your man, though. See, I don't think it's the same thing. It's still your man. It's, I think, it's similar, though. It's similar. Now, it's I'm going to speak to the bullshit, though, because it is bullshit. You should never front on your homies, bro. You should yeah. never front on your homies, like, unless you have beef. And I'm not even saying it's cool to front ever, but yeah. I ain't going to front on you if I don't have beef with you. You know what I mean? And if it's underlying beef, that's whack. You don't front on a nigga then either. Like, go holler at that nigga about it. But the way I look at shit is I know I know in my own walk it's like I've done great things with people and and everybody doesn't elevate the same way. There's just no way like exactly. and, you know fortunately in the world of production producers are starting to become more famous, more superstar status, more opportunities are opening up for them, but that's yeah. not all that hasn't always been. It's usually Whoever they're producing for, 
that ends up getting all the shine. You know what I'm saying? Even from the concept of a song or so. Like you might, you know what I mean? It's a lot of people who help artists make records. Mm -hmm. But of course, the artist is the, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the poster child of it all. So when I see artists do that, no matter how great they are, it just, it, it, it fucks with me. Like it yeah, really boils As a producer, my free game is any creative. You gotta elevate yourself because it's a doggy dog world. Yeah, but like, and they go in front of you, so you gotta make sure you. Make yeah, your but own see, but see, here. but see, I think now, now we're talking about class statuses, and you can't really do that, like, because elevation is based on whatever. Like here, here's the way I look at shit. Like, I as a producer, I'm a established i'm doing my thing i'm fine i don't i don't care to be 10 businesses in and be a billionaire like i might be okay being whatever i am you know what i mean and so if we meet again and because you've become a billionaire partly because of the shit i helped you do the very least you could do is just have human Ethics and I agree, shit. but just like I treat agree. me like what I the agree, fuck, but the dog? free game is motherfuckers ain't like that. They not, they but, not like that. But, so, but, but, your, but what you saying is you gotta have your, you gotta have your status up. I don't agree with that. I'm, I'm, like, I'm a competitive guy. So yeah. you boss up, I'm gonna boss up on you before you boss up on me. Or you you want to boss up? I'm gonna boss up too. Then motherfucker, give you good but example. that's ego Peace to me, boy. Maybe it is, <laughs> and because I I don't I don't operate in ego. Ego is a little healthy a little bit if you, if you, if you, if you, if you if you if you direct it right. Yeah. I a guess, man. I just feel like, bro, if you cool, you cool. Like, if we ever did something together and we were successful in it, and you kept on going and I stopped, or I kept on going and you stopped, let you me, know. Let me give you a good example. We were talking about D twelve earlier, right? Yeah. Shout out to the homie Denon Porter, one of my favorite producers. You yeah, know what I'm saying? absolutely. Denon came in with, D, but Denon made himself like a bona fide, you know, what I'm saying a bona fide like super producer outside of D twelve, outside of Eminem. So. He's still kind of sitting on that, you know what I mean? On I, that. I get and that. He was able to elevate. He's still working with Eminem tight now. So I it's get like, that, but that's because if we just gonna be one, he bossed up though. He bossed up on his own. Though. But see, I don't think that's got anything to do with it. I think what everything has to do with their relationship is the fact that like M is truly his friend, and that's his boy. Because it's relative that he bossed up because you know there's a there's Timberland boss up. And then there's shit willpower boss up like it's it's two different spaces, but they but they all exist and they all have a certain level of success. You you, you understand you, what I'm coming from? You're right a little bit, but at the same time, though, like again, I love everybody from Detroit, so I'm I'm a Detroit guy, so I love all of them. Yeah. But there's levels to it. I, don't, I ain't trying to diss nobody, but like I, no, but, definitely but, not. But the homie Denon did his thing in comparison to other people. Of course, you know what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is that like. As opposed to you just being lazy, or you just not being lazy. It's a bad word, but you just kind of like not bossing up, and then you come back later, and it's like they fronting on you. They shouldn't front on you, but at the same time, you got to make it to where these motherfuckers can't front on you because you're doing your thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel you I'm on be that. Undeniable. I think that's ego, though. I don't it, know what this ego is. Okay, it's, it's, ego is okay. A little, little bit. Because listen, ain't no motherfucker gonna run over me, man, and treat me like a little peon. I'm a boss up. I, I, you know what, and I clearly, I'm gonna boss up. I definitely understand I, 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 that. Who, who okay, you so think you front on? So take, big okay, homie, let's take. Front on me. All right, so let's take a person like me, for instance, who I'm obviously like 
still successful in all the things that I got my hands in, right? Like, uh-huh. I'm not, I didn't fall off nowhere. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and I, let's say an artist is by by stature, statue, is it statue? Is that the word? Stature. 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 Um, it's just considered doing better than I am. That shit don't bother me because I'm like, what? What's that? Like, I'm still over here getting my bag the way I've been getting it, and I don't have to prove that. Like, I don't, I just ain't about just, you know, we ain't measuring dicks in this shit to me. It's like, yo, bro, what's, like, bro, if I see you and we was cool two years ago and I see you, I expect to be cool again unless we fuck something up. Right, right. Then it's like, okay, cool. You know what? He don't fuck with me like that. I don't fuck with him like that. It's cool. I understand those moments. But what I don't understand, though, is when you just, in your mind, you're a better person than the, than the people right. you used to deal with. And it's like, that ain't it, dog. Like, And that shit that Kanye was doing was that, bro. It wasn't that. Like, luckily, Cootie was just a real-ass nigga, man, and was just like, you know what? I ain't going to check you right now. But I bet you he checked him. I bet you he checked him, bro. I bet you there was a moment where it was like, listen, bro, you don't got to do that. that. Now, that ain't going to be on the tape. That's not on the video. Of course, right. you know, that that's disrespectful. We don't do shit like that. But I right. promise you, bro, it wasn't that shit wasn't as easy as it looked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel you. I just, But you, you're talking about genuine friendships, right? I'm talking about genuine friendships. I ain't talking about, I'm talking about just moving out here like genuine friendships is one thing you don't gotta be my you don't gotta be my friend my homeboy but you ain't about to sit up here and like front on me but right? i don't think you can do that unless you're a friend i don't feel like if i don't know you and you treat me that way i don't give a fuck like about like let's say i ran into kanye right now and he fronted on me i wouldn't give a yeah, fuck but i mean i don't know you but, niggas. But, like, if, but if you genuine friends though that don't even apply because y'all fuck each other regardless we, it ain't it ain't no fr- I'm talking about somebody you ain't seen and you gonna still address me the same way you need to address me because I'm a mother, I'm a motherfucking boss. I can't I can't argue that. So I, I really so, can't. So to me, it's just kind of like, in other words, again, I I'm this, this is so anti because I'm, I'm naming names. I never name names nah, on the podcast. Name I already did. I named a bunch of names. <laughs> so, going back to my slaughterhouse thing, like which side you want to be on is all I'm trying to say. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. which uh, which side you want to be? You want to be on, on the the fronters the, or the front ease, you know what I'm Which, by the way, for me, I never front on nobody. I love everybody. Unfortunately, man, this is also a community issue. Bossed up or get bossed on. It's a that. community That's my free issue. game. Bossed up or like, get bossed on. I feel free like game. just our community of people, man, we tend to do that. Like, when we get money, we go buy expensive shit so we can be more fancier than people who don't have money. You said that on the Which, phone when we talked to you. That shit is stupid that. to me. Yeah. Like, the whole shit is stupid. Like, it's like... Mentally, that shit carries on into all the other things that we do. So yeah, yeah. that shit ain't cool. So I I don't agree with anybody that's fronting on people because they're doing good. Like just boss up. Speaking of boss up, we got a, a boss front man. on me though with that shit, and I know you. I'm calling you. Yes, speaking of bossing up, man, we got a, <laughs> speaking of bossing up. We got a dope interview with Steve O, man. Steven Dingo, man, manager for OG Parker uh, Romano. You know what I'm saying? Dope. Uh, Manager who manages producers, you know what I'm saying, and artists. So, hell yeah, let's get into that interview, man, right now. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Free game. Free game. Welcome back to the Free Game Producer Podcast. I'm Brian Andre with Will Power in the building. We got a very, very special guest in the building, one of the major players here in Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, manager extraordinaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. You know, he manages uh, OG Parker, yep. um, Romano, uh, 
we won't get into it, but I believe you found a Stalo ENT, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, yep. You know, major player in Atlanta. We got Steven Dinkle in the building, NK Steve O from Zone 4 in the building. How you <laughs> yeah. doing, sir? Hey, man, I, I appreciate it. I'm good, right? Yeah. I'm good. Appreciate y'all having yeah, me, man. man. Thank you for coming, man. You know, uh, it's Atlanta, bro. So to catch up with all these folks is getting shit done. It's hard to do, man. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I appreciate you coming in, man. Uh, this is a special interview to me because on the podcast, man, we're always talking about the business of the record producer and the business of the songwriter and all the things that take place with getting a producer where they need to be. You know what I'm saying? Getting placements, you know, uh, putting them in the right position, things like that. And very few do we, very few times that we get to talk to like the management side of it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I know that you and uh, Melita. Yep. are out here doing some really big things with producers. And so to have you on the show is a super big ups for us. And thank you. So let's get right into this thing, man. Yeah, and for me, you know, backstory is real important because we want to inspire people who want to get into music to let them know there are more than one path. You don't have to be on the other side of the camera. You don't have to be a rapper or a singer. You can be behind the scenes. Yep. And career path is very important. So let, let it get into the backstory because somebody might hear something familiar in their life that they can be inspired from. So. Yep. I see Zone Four, you know, in your uh, Instagram names. Are you from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I got. I, I'm from here, but I have the. Um, I mean, Amaretto would kind of, I guess, say I'm not, but um, I was born in East Point. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was born in East Point. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm not a Grady baby. I'm a Northside Hospital uh, baby, but yeah. uh, parents moved to Henry County, McDonald speci specifically, What's and then they split, and then my dad moved back to the SWAT. So yeah. I was back. I went to school in Henry County, Henry County High School specifically, but you know, every weekend or you know, whenever pops. Metro wanted, Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was in the SWATs, and, and I just had some issues, not like me personally, but like some race stuff, racist stuff happened. So when I was with Pops in the city and he was making sure like, look, at, he worked for Bronner Brothers, um, you know, which is a big mm -hmm. black yeah. brand in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he just would always move around the city. The office was off MLK. My sister went to CAU where I end up going as well. So it's just like when I was in the city, Greenbrier Mall, all this black excellence was around. He made sure to let me know like, yeah. this black on here, this is black brand here. So doing that stuff in high school in Atlanta, I just was like, zone four, because you know, Twitter came out 0809. Yeah. So I was just grabbing like, man, I'm giving Atlanta. Right. Yeah, Swatch, <laughs> Henry County treated me like, uh, so you know, that's, I love McDonald, Henry County, and Atlanta the same. That's bro. really crazy, man. A lot of people don't realize that in Atlanta, bro, you could go any direction, 25 miles, man, and you will not, it's not as black. Mm -hmm. It's weird because it's Georgia. And so we just recently became like a blue state again. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like people don't understand that. Like it's really rural and country and very racist on just the outskirts of what's considered one of the blackest communities, you know. Right. And that's why I feel like my upbringing I got when they say you get out of Atlanta, you're in Georgia. Yeah. I know both. Yeah. Like I, I get the Atlanta and then I know what it's like being in Georgia. So I understand all, all scopes of it. So what were your influences growing up, like musically, business-wise? Like who influenced you? I mean, Culturally. I was, yeah, I was in sports then. So like it wasn't, I always compare my uh, my path, like the movie Slumdog Millionaire, where okay. like the guy didn't like, he's not the smartest guy. He didn't know all these random facts, but the reason he had all the answers because his life path, he ended up having the answers just by going through life. Going through so shit. like for me, um, you know, I said, I'm always big in sports. And even to this day, like when it comes to stories, movies, books, et cetera, I love like posse films, posse stories. Mm. So like Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, yeah. whatever. So like when I looked at my favorite artist, Outkast, T.I. is my favorite rapper. Like I just looked and I was like, I'm not a creative. I don't consider myself one, but I was like, who are the people around these people yeah. that are making this stuff happen? Mm, yeah. So like, or like Jay-Z as I got older, I like, so I would just be looking around and I didn't even want to be in the music business at this time. 
I would just be like, okay, I get Dame, then I see Kevin Lyles, then I see whoever else, or then like KP is like my biggest inspiration in this because I was like, okay, you in every Outcast album, yeah. you in every Tip album, <laughs> who are you? Yeah, in Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> what do you do? And I found out he was A and R, and so that's when like when I decided, you know, when in college I wanted to be in the business, it, I just looked back and was just like, oh, KP, this yeah. is something I could do. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't. I didn't have inspirations growing up. It was just I already knew the players. I knew the Run DMC story, who Russell Simmons and Leo Cohen and all these people were by yeah. default. Like not because yeah. I want to be in the business, just because I was like. Okay, who helped Jay Z do that? Who helped right. Tip do that? And then when I got older and basketball dreams <laughs> faded away, yeah. I just like okay. And then going to college here and being from here, I was able to like when I started working with people, I was able to already plug in with friends because I like okay, you throwing a show, you run this club. It was kind of like an easy plug in because I already right. knew people. So. so is that how you started in the management uh, when you were in college, like doing shows and like how did you actually get to uh, managing artists? Yeah, so. I was, like I said, Twitter came out, and I've always been an opinionated guy. Um, and then Tumblr was out. So, like, I'm not, my Tumblr wasn't that creative stuff that you're thinking. But I was just like, I was like, I'm just going to review albums. Like, mm. I'm just, I remember I did Take Care. I was being funny. Like, I remember I called Drake she the whole time. Like, just being funny. <laughs> I, just, I would always make jokes in it. Like, cause, you right. know, uh, Take Care was like a sensitive movie yeah. album. So, it was just stuff like, I love Drake. That's no diss, <laughs> but I was just like, I'm going to be funny and add my personality. Yeah. So, I would just post reviews, and Nina Brown, for everybody knows from Frank Ski and Wanda yeah. Show, um, she had like some friends that she that were interns under her. So like I, I met her in the event and all that. So we followed each other and she saw my reviews and she was like, You always talk about music online, you should be my brother. And her brother is one of my best friends to this day, Noah's art. Um and man, if you know Noah, Noah's a, a legend in his own right. Yeah. But um he brought me on to Greedmont Park. Um, which was a blog at the time in Atlanta. This is around 2011. Yeah, by this time. I'm, yeah. Yeah, Greenmont okay. Park was, was it was like the only, to me, like the only like during the blog era. I was like, Atlanta ain't really got a platform when you got Ashley Outrageous, Hustle Girl, Two Dope Boys, et cetera. This yeah. was, to me, I was like, okay, here go an Atlanta blog that's capturing, and it wasn't the street rap. Like, yeah. I knew the figure eights, the prime times, but it was like Hollyweird, Grip yeah. Plies, on, Proton. Man. I'm like, I, I don't even know this Come side, on, but Noah brought me on. He's like, you should meet these guys because they run this blog and they're artists. So that was like my first, it's not a job, but like, that was my intro. Like, okay, I have a mission to find talent, post it. And I was just like, with this blog stuff, Nobody's outside. Like, I didn't know what Ashley Outrageous looked like or Hustle Girl looked like yep. or the dudes who ran Two Dope Boys. So I like, once again, being from here, I'm like, if I find an artist online, I, I'm going to pull up and say, hey, I like you. Email me your music. I'm Steve-O. So it was like a relationship thing. It wasn't just digital. Yeah. So from that point, people found, you know, knew I was posting and I had I was curating on the blog. Nice. And a friend of mine, and it's almost to this day, I've never like discovered an artist on my own. It's always come by recommendation. Mm. So a, a friend of mine um, recommended uh, a young lady, Milo Smith, my first artist, because they were um, at Georgia State. Bro, my start, I'm yeah. starting every, the, <laughs> yeah. my, the way I know you is all starting to come around now, bro. Yeah. Milo, bro. That was my first artist. So somebody was like, you need to check her out. She already put the project out. Like it was for Sweet 404. And she's like, she's dope. I listened to the project, got with my boy Noah. I was like, what you think? We were like, dang, she dope. And come to find out she already knew 2-9 and a bunch of people. So, And I met them through trying to post them on the blog, all yeah, that. Yeah. And like, I called her one day and just like, yo, somebody put me on your music. I never managed before. You got a team, blah, blah, blah. And she took like a day or two and called me back and was like, let's try it. Yeah. Like, and that was like October, September 2011. And like, we just got the ball rolling. We missed A3C, but I remember that March, she had like six shows at South By. And, I, and I, I had her shows at around Atlanta or whatever, but I was just like, 
I might be pretty good you at this it. management thing. <laughs> like, so yeah, that that was that's my start. Milo, I, like everywhere I go, I was I'm not I wouldn't be anywhere without Milo, bro. That's the foundation. Everything super fine. So you just kind of learning like trial by fire, where you just like like there's no really handbook, right? So did you say you know what you need to get shows? Like what made you? What were your first moves when you got your first artist? Like my thing, I just was like I gotta get as many eyes on you as possible. Like I, I like I didn't know what I was doing, but like I said, I just. I would hear Leor talk about being a run DMC or I would talk like hear about Outkast being outside Greenbrier Mall and rapping like so I didn't think you need to do that but I was just like the goal was to get you in front of as many people as possible and if you yeah. think someone's dope like you're going to trust the music you like if people hear this I'm, I believe in the music and you so much that as, when people hear it everything else is going to pay everything off so my thing was just like anybody I knew who threw a show I don't care how small big I was just like I need my artists on there I need my artists on there yeah. and then from there people would be like you know the standard stuff like yo she dope let's get in the studio and then you get you build relationships like that and then the people she was already around they may not took her I don't know if they took her serious or not but like we started getting more features with the people she was already around but they okay. saw her moving and you yeah. know how that go they just like oh come do a song even though y'all been knew each other it's right. like okay I saw you see you Versace moving now. yeah, yeah come, come do a song <laughs> so like we was tearing like Forte Rome Fortune 2-9 Key like it wasn't anybody from that 2011 14 scene like we didn't have a song with like yeah. and she was just moving so I didn't there was no blueprint yeah, it was just was I, remember I want everybody to hear you who yeah. want a feature who yeah. want to like you need to be there kind of thing so yeah. that that was my thing just it was no strategy it was just get in front of as many people as possible and use all my resources to do so yeah that's dope that's really dope man uh so like i remember og macko so yep, did yep. it go from managing milo to managing him like how did that kind of play into your your career path that's exactly how it went. Um, mm. That was I had Milo from 2011 to 2014. Yeah. And I only had them about two months together. Yeah. Um, but like I said, she went to Georgia State. Michael went to Georgia State. Um, Noah was working with Fat Man Key at the time. Yep. And he, I don't know what made Key want to get in with Michael, but Key always does like collaborative projects all the time. So Noah was with Key and they started recording, you guessed it, the Give Him Hell song because we named the project Give Him Hell too. Mm-hmm. And he, would, he came back and I was staying with Noah in the town of East Atlanta. Like, um, and he just came back. He's like, yo, this kid, Mako. And I knew he had road running at Georgia State. He was like, yo, I think like Mako ain't got no management. Like, yeah, you might need to get on it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I was like, man, these two songs, because I think they did you guess to give him hell first. So like, these two songs right here, crazy. Like, yeah. hey, we might need to do it. So he was like, bro, I'll, I'll tell him. And he pulled up to the house we were staying at. Um, it's actually off Hosea Williams. And um, and Mako, he met, he's like, yeah, bro, I like what you're doing with Milo. Like, I see her at school. Like, yeah. I, I know what you're doing. Like, I love it. Like, I would love to have you on the team. We just sat for a while, talked, and I was like, hey, bro, I'm with it. This is my strategy. I'm just going to get you in front of as many eyes as possible. Same thing. I'm just like, I was the only person I've worked with. I love with, it, man. Like, that's how it happened. The way you move and, the, you, like, I like the way that you're just kind of explaining that this ain't rocket science. Right. Like, it's really just about being, um, first, being a fan of the artist you're working for, you know, or working with. And then, you know, believing in it enough to just tell as many people about it as possible. And it's like so many people overthink it. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, what is management? You know, we're trying to put together this whole, you know, uh, theory behind it. But it's really it's you're making me understand it in a way that's like, yeah, I've never been on the management side, really. So I'm always trying to, you know, I kind of look at managers as like fairies yeah (laughs) you know how did you pull that shit off what did you do but i like the fact that like you're 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 kind of making it realistic Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and people think that you got to have like this long history of things to get done but really you just gotta gotta have drive and be willing to 
get out there and put your face in front of it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And one thing that helped me with with Macro, like my, she didn't end up signing the deal or anything, but I built a lot of my foundation of relationships through her. Like I say, it's all like. Double the RCA yeah. was interested in Milo. Jeff Vaughn, who was running Capital recently, yeah. signed NBA Youngboy. Like these are people who were interested in Milo yeah. that I can call right now, or yeah. they're calling me saying, "Yo, I got an artist. Can, what, can, what beats what can I need? Well, yeah, what yeah. can we do?" And like that was because of Milo. Yeah. So when I had Maco, I had a little bit more. It was still get is in front of as many people as possible, but I had resources where I didn't have. With my, like Milo was all like, they are they calling me or emailing me, and then I meet you for the first time with Maco. It was like. Yo, I got this new artist. What y'all think? It wasn't like give us a deal. Yeah, I could go to them and put it like I don't gotta yeah. wait till you come to me. Right, I can say, look, I'm yeah. probably, I got a new artist. What got we doing? It. Yeah, and then or like keep an eye out, and we signed with QC like in several months. Like yeah. what? It was it was a it was quick. Like the up, like if anybody know how that you guessed the campaign, it was which wasn't planned to be so quick, but it just ended up being quick. Yeah, that's fine, man. That's something I, I have noticed about you, man. It seems like you got great relationships. Like I would say so. You know, pretty <laughs> much everybody that knows you, you know what I'm saying, like they fucks with you. So it's like, in that sense, that's a good, that's a good place to be. Because I know what it, I know what it feels like if a relationship isn't good and how much it could damage what you got to do and where you got to move, you know what I'm saying? So the regular industry is one of those places, man, where like it's it's always good to try to make sure that you keep all relationships intact, at least in, in a respectable fashion. Now everybody, everybody not gonna like you, who cares about all that? That's not really the point I'm trying to make, but <laughs> when, when, when people respect you enough to, to keep the business intact, that's always a, a, a excellent strategy, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, let's get into these producers. These yeah, yeah, that was my that was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into uh, managing producers? Because you got some of the hottest producers up under you right now. Yeah. And what's the difference between managing a producer and managing an artist in terms of day to day? Yeah, how I got into it was through, like I said, I've never found somebody on the street and was like, come on with it. Like, it was always by recommendation. So when Maco signed a QC, OG Parker was, he had like three producers. It was Deco, OG Parker. And oh, Brandon Thomas, who produced you guessed it and give him hell. Yeah. So like those are the OGG producers. So Brandon Thomas, because you guessed it and give him hell went crazy. He kind of like was out of there. He he kind of didn't need to. Not saying Parker Digo needed it, but because he Brandon had the singles, because OG Parker Digo didn't have nothing on the EP that we did with Key that launched in, in the stardom. Yeah. So Brandon was like, oh, I'm all, I'm I'm out of here. Like not some for OGG, but you know I don't need. To be next to Mako no more. Yeah. So with Parker, when he did the deal with QC, Mako, Parker and Deco was like, you know, they, they got big grinding. Like, okay, OG Mako signed the QC. We OGG. He said, like, we can use this room and do whatever. So they took full advantage. They slept in the studio. When when Quavo needed a beat, Amigos or Johnny Cinco at the Rich the Kid, they were waking up. Yeah, I got a beat. Like, yeah. <laughs> with their laptops. Like, it was crazy. So I remember him asking, and he had like a collective at the time. I can't remember the name, but he was like, yo, Steve, it's like a group of us. Like, we need you to manage me. And I was like, you know, this artist shit, I feel like I, I like, not, I'm not perfect, but I, I had Milo, I did whatever, Mako, we signed, look where we at. Yeah. So I was like, with producers, I just don't know how to insert you. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So as Mako was going, I was starting to get, you know, build even more relationships with a and R's on it. And they would just be like, yo, you got any beats? You got any references? And I would just be like, Okay, I can go back to Parker now because now I'm getting the request to where like, okay, I have work for you. So I went back to Parker just like, and at that time he like the group idea, whatever it was, it was over with. So I was like, Parker, I'm getting hit up for this. So like, if you can send me a pack or you know if I can call whatever, yeah, like call you and you can pull up. He's like, bet, bet, bet. So I remember like, I feel like it was that within a month 
But K Camp is a good friend of mine, and Parker was, was in the studio. Yep. He was cooking up, and I put him on Instagram. And Camp DM me, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I was like, my new producer I'm working Come with. On, <laughs> so he's like, man, send me something. Yeah. And I send him a pack, and then that's the first, like, my first pack I ever sent out, and that 100 record. Yeah, mm. that was the 100 record. And then he ended up getting Fetty Wap on the remix, and that's like my first gold record. Like, that was the first thing I ever did for Parker. Ended up, yeah, ended Come up being on, that. That's fine. So that was that with the producer thing. That was learning, same thing. And then I had to learn how it goes about splits and royalties. I had to. That was a because I'm not even gonna say what we charged for that beat, but it wasn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know better because Parker wasn't getting nothing. Right, and like he didn't have macro singles or nothing. So I was just like, maybe this is yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, was even like, that yeah. was yeah, even that was a, a mistake, quote unquote. But like, I mean, Parker trusted. He was like, bro, I I just need opportunities like. So we learned together, and then we, Melita came on the team maybe six months to a year late, like, and we've been going crazy. And then yeah. even with Romano, yeah, Parker was like, "Yo, it's my partner. He's dope." And we would like, it got to a point. Me and Melita were caught like he would come with Parker sometimes, and then we would just be like, "Yo, Romano, we need you to do this." And then we was like, "Bro, which like if what we, we willing to work together?" Let's yeah. do. And Romano was like, "Hell yeah, we kind of been doing it." Yeah, yeah. And that's how that happened. So like I said, I've never like. I mean, I would love to. I'm not against finding people, but the way my career has been is just like, yeah, people just keep coming. Just that's, like that's the way it's supposed to do be, it. Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah, that that works. So is that how Stalo, ENT kind of came about? Being that you was getting multiple creators, multiple uh, producers. So or, or how did that come about? No, so I, I created a company in 2014 when I had Maco. Okay, it was okay. the Glorium Group, and then like I like once I had Park, I stopped working with Maco in 2016, and Parker still didn't have like a big hit. At that point, but like Mac was my main income, so I had to go get a regular job and everything. So like, with Gloria Group was from fourteen to sixteen, I kind of let it go because I was like, Parker's my only client. I'm working yeah. a regular job. I'm one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. But then Parker called the Migo record. Um, the uh, not Walk and Talk it yet, but um, Slippery. Yeah. So Slippery went crazy. Then Walk and Talk come that he did his pub deal, and then I was able to quit. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I created. Stay, but I still didn't get back so like I created stay low over the pandemic like that year was that 19 eight, whatever year the pandemic happened I was just I need to get my business back in order yeah. so I slick did it just like because thing I was making a decent income and I was like, I just need to get my business yeah, yeah, better yeah. in order so yeah, and I, was, I created a company in 2014 first it fell by the wayside because I slick got out the business but Parker was my one foot in and then I just re recreated another company to yeah. get my business affairs in order so that's super fire man yeah. so what's the day-to-day -day look like you know uh in terms of uh when you have producers uh, I know you got a relationship with ARs, uh, so yep. you just work your relationships. You know, do you just uh, uh, follow up with some of the music that's already been submitted before? I know it's a lot of, a lot of following up, probably. Yeah, um, uh, every day is just you know getting up. Of course, you just get ready, brush your teeth, and all that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you always so. you're always checking your emails because like I'm not one of the people who like five o'clock hits. It's over with. But like if I, in case you may get some emails overnight, you just you know check through that, see what um. You, once you got a, like a hot producer, paperwork is always going to be mm. like it could be a record that was released a year ago that you yeah. still get these splits, these sample right. clearances, or it could be still working out a record that's coming out in three months. So it's usually something like it's always going to be something of that nature. It ain't always going to be like a new track or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then like I, I'm not going to I don't go through records every day, but you try to just like I'm not going to lie. Like I'm on Instagram and stuff just like everybody else. But like if I see somebody in the studio, I'm like. What y'all working on? I'm nosy. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, what y'all got? What you working on? Like, yeah. and then, then like, they be like, yo, yeah, Steve-O. Yeah, I was just, they probably lie. I was just thinking about y'all. Yeah, we actually, okay, bet. Then I get to the computer That's right. and try to sit and send some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha, so gotcha. I just try to catch it. And then, of course, people hit you like, yo, I'm working on this album. You got some stuff. 
or um, you know, like if I'm like I said, I'm A and R now, United Masters. So it's like now, like I can be like, yo, I got an artist. I, I'm looking for these type of records for. Okay. Um, and like kind of, I can try to help guide people stuff like that. So keep keeping your eyes open and yeah, yeah. So it, it's no like one day is the same as the next day. Like gotcha, it, it's gotcha. you, you just all over. And I'm saying I may pull up on oh y'all over here, what y'all working on? Like yeah. what we got going? If I hear something like yo, I'm, I need just how he's like yo, me and Parker did a beat. I said to the jig phone, I'm like, this sounds like jig yeah. killer. I don't know what he's going to do, right. but I just was like, I think he would sound good on this. Text it to him. It's just no day is the same, but it's just always like, how can you make a play? Yeah. It's that stay ready mentality, man. It's That's like, it. You know, yeah, as long yeah. as you're always ready, it's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the, uh, you know, the growth factor of your business and your brand and how now all of a, now you're all, all of a sudden working for, uh, like, United Masters. I noticed that, like, the A and R part is becoming more and more of your day to day thing yep. as well. Like, what is that? Is this just? Uh, would you just consider this like natural growth, or is this like a part of your plan? Like, is that is this something that you've, you know, always wanted to do? Because I know you did say when you started that A and R was, you know, like uh, you know, part of the the, the initial thought mm-hmm. pattern. But so it's like full circle almost. Yeah, like. it, it's like because if it never happened, I would have been fine. But it, it is. Cause I'm not even one of those people like a manifestation to like, I just do what I do and I'm yeah. confident that I'm going to make life work. Yeah. So the fact that I actually have a job doing what like, cause I never intern, I never had a mentor. So it's just like managing artists was always like, if I show enough people that I can break talent and, and then with the producer came up happening, if I can get hits that way, people are just going to say, we need you. Yeah. And the fact that it happened, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just cr- like, I'm like, damn, that's super. Cause dope. I was like, most of the people I know, did intern or did have a mentor. And I don't know a lot of people like Melita's one. Like we have the same story in the sense of she never did that. So like her, for her, have her A&R job. We both just be looking at each other like, damn, yeah. we really did this shit. Like when all our other partners <laughs> had so much guidance and all, and that's dope. Right. I wish I had that. Yeah. But so to, to be like, say a full circle, like, damn, I really did it. Like, it's just now I'm ready to do it too. Like getting yeah. the job. Cool. Did it. Cool. That's crazy. But now it's like, all right, it's time to get these hits under my belt too. So that's fine, man. Yeah. It's fun to watch, bro. Yeah, so you got it. any advice for like uh you know, any up and coming you know producers, managers, anybody that wants to get into this? That like, you know, this might be the corny part of it, but you nah, know, it's what all saying, good. you know, how how do you it's feel about free game, though. yeah? It's called free game. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, for producers, uh, man, this, this you got to put up a lot of jumpers, bro. Yeah, like that. <sighs> There, this it ain't That's cute. Good. That's yeah, really it, good. Dog. This producer, this ain't cute. <laughs> oh my! I didn't answer Brian's question about the difference between an artist and a producer. Yeah. So this will go into that. Um, an artist, your career is based on like I gotta make everybody like you. Like that's the goal. Like I'm not gonna achieve it, but like I have to get you fans. I want as many people to like you as possible. Yeah. With a producer, I just need the right people to like you. Come on, like, man. I just need if making a style you like you. It, like job done. Like I don't need millions of people to like you to Come get me on, successful. Man. If Childish Gambino don't like you, you speaking cool. right, like, bro. Listen, like so, and and you no, know, some producers want to be the fame. Like they want to be popular. Yep. That's a whole different strategy. But I'm talking about as far as making hit records. Yeah, I just need to be able, like you got to have that personality and that vision. Yeah, but I, maybe I could put you in the room with them. But like I just need the right people to like you. That's right. And that's the biggest difference for me is just like the effort of where you put it. Like artists, I gotta do. I gotta go get people, 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 people. Producer, I gotta get you with the right people. That's right. And, and they both come with their own level of difficulty. So it's not about which one's hard. It's yeah. just that's the difference. How does that relate to the throwing up jumpers part? Like, is it like there's a lot of following up, a lot of pester? Because what's the balance between pestering and like persistence? I mean, I think if 
Okay, I'll answer the lot of jumpers part first. This produ- this producer side, and I'm sure I'm saying everybody can take like there's just no guarantees with it. Like even if you get in with the artist and you think you got one, you it may never come out. Yep. So it's just like what you gonna do? <clears throat> you just gonna say I was in the studio with so and so and we got one. Like my boy, you it may never come out. So why right. you going around telling everybody what you? I was just with I was just and then you don't the, it never come out. Like it don't even matter. Like yeah. the picture was cute for Instagram, but like <laughs> you got bills to pay, you got kids to feed, and That's you right. just all you can say is I was in the <laughs> studio with them. So it's like you just constantly got to keep moving. It just I'm saying we got to put up 200 jumpers to make one. That's right. So if bro. you ain't willing, to, if you only putting up 50, I don't yeah, know. What I've, to tell been, you. I've been. It's crazy. I had the same conversation with my producers here in the building today. You know, we everybody's a little slumped out. They're like, man, it's so slow right now. I'm like, bro, listen, this is the time to build that catalog. Mm-hmm. Like when the sun come back out this summer and they finally, you know, everybody's finally okay with coming back out and we back booming again. It's like, bro, you want to be ready for that. So yep. you want to be building up your catalog now and making sure that you have everything you need in order to, when you run into somebody that's making a move, you can get right to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's excellent advice, man. Yes, yeah. Sir. And coming from all angles, like that's what make our team so great with me, Melita Parker, Romano, like, like we'll send the same beat out too. Like, don't get me like, if I sent you some beat six months ago, I'm not gonna not send you that beat. You're sitting here and play. If you That's ask right. for the same type, I'm gonna ease one of them one and two that I sent you before because you never know. You never like know. we all know, we looked at Migos uh, and Pharrell's. That's a ten year old beat, like uh, uh, stir fry. Stir fry yeah. yeah, like I'm not letting no beat fall by the wayside. If you Come ask on. me for a certain beat, and it's, you ask me for the same, it could be for a different artist. But you say I need turned up booty shaking music, there and you, you didn't. And then I sent you a beat six months ago. I'm sending you that same one I thought was dope because it could be for a different artist, whatever, and they could approach it a whole different way. Yeah. So, like, I need Parker to get in with them. I'm going to send you a pack. I'm going to text you a phone if I'm just sitting in and I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, I think so-and-so will sound good on this. Yeah. I'm Because I'm just like, that's my job, too. If I believe in the music and I think, I'm going to push for it, too. Yeah. So you can't just be like, yo, I sent him a pack. I don't want to, I'm saying that pest, I don't want to bug, but it's like, as a producer, you really have the vision for the song, right? right? So it, it ain't no pestering to me. It's, it's only pestering when it's like you just tapping for the sake of tapping. Yeah. But if you like, like, bro, even if you never get it, but it's like, yo, I'm telling you, like, I have this cadence in mind. Like, this would, yo, I'm gonna send you a voice note because I think this would sound crazy. Like, if you keep adding to like and trying to sell it, I ain't gonna get tired. I may like even if you send it to me as an A and R, like, I may be like, nah, that ain't it. But I'm, if you send me a keep on, I'm never gonna be mad because I'm like, yeah. okay, you're trying to sell me the vision. Yeah. Now if you just like, did you listen, Steve O? Did you listen, Steve O? Yeah. Did you listen, Steve O? It's just like, bro, I'm not not listening because I, I just didn't get to it yet. Yeah. So, but like, if you keep adding, I'm like, oh, you added a a, ver- a little melody to this. Let me. Yeah. That's gonna be like, let me listen because that you did this. Yeah. So the pestering part is just when you just like, did you listen? Did you listen? Did you listen? Yeah. But if you just like, I can tell you like, hey, bro, I got a I got a reference for this one. Yo, I think Kalani could kill this. Listen, I'm gonna be like, oh, Mark Kalani? Okay. Like, that's the stuff that makes yeah. people excited and make me be like, this ain't pestering. Yeah. You really, you're on a mission. Yeah. And I need to, like, okay, I see you on a mission. So let me get on this boat before I get left behind. That's fine, man. So that's, that's to me, that's the difference. Super good shit. Free gang.